everyone no calls this week, so we are going to take a question that we got by Instagram from anime.roman8. And we're going to modify it a little bit. It was, the original question had to do with favorite movie screener experience. But as I do not receive movie screeners, I can't really participate. You know, because we know how well I participate with all these questions. And instead, we tweaked it a little bit. Favorite movie going experience. So if it is a screener, otherwise, I think that's that's the amendment so I can participate. I I have... The one that I'm going to throw away is one I've talked about before, and that was watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake back in like 2003 or 2002, 2003, I think, and being so upset that we had to go to an Applebee's afterwards. <laughs> Just we wanted to be our own people. Um, but I've talked about that before. <laughs> Instead, I wanted to say something else I've kind of talked about was seeing Sp- uh, Spiral, the book of Saw in theaters and that was my first time back to the movies um since quarantine and Mm -hmm. i think i was one of two people in the movie theater and i had just watched army of thieves before it and that was because my wife was i can't remember if she was at a concert or something that i didn't want to go to i'm like i'll I'll go eat some mexican food and watch movies in the theater (laughs) so i watched those back to back but it was something i i enjoyed spiral I know some people didn't. It's very hit or miss with Saw fans. I really enjoyed it. It felt like a good like a good return to form for me. And just being able to be back in the theaters and be alone at the same time, not shoulder to shoulder. And the movie theater I was at served beer, so I really couldn't complain about any of it. So that off the top of my head was like just my favorite experience. How about you, Zena? Cool. Uh, well, I actually have two that, that came to mind. So something more recent was um, just last fall, this past fall, when I checked out last night in Soho. I was so tired and so overworked, and I decided to take the day off and just go to the movies. And I've been waiting for this movie for so long, and I had the whole theater to myself. I ordered nachos with cheese and jalapenos. <laughs> okay, you don't need to know all that, but <laughs> nice. it, it, was a, it was a really good time. But seriously, just having the theater to yourself alone... It was just uh-huh. such a magical feeling. And a good choice of snacks. Right? Like, I was very particular that day. I was going to get Twizzlers, but I was like, am I really that Twizzler girl today? So that's why I decided Feeling a little to spicy. get spicy. <laughs> um, and then the other one is, uh, I checked out this movie, Loose, L-U-Z. Was it Loose? Loose? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I remember it was my first year going to uh, Fantasia Fest, and it was just such a magical experience. I highly recommend this movie. Um, It's a German horror. There's like literally maybe like four people in the movie, but it just, I've never seen anything like it, and I just had like a really great experience. The crowd was so lively, and it was just a great experience with that. So those two came to mind for me. Nice. How about you, Megan? Uh, the obvious, probably low-hanging fruit answer, um, but get out. Um, the crowd energy for that one. Mm. The collective breath holds during the final moments. And then the crazy like release of cheers when it did not have the <laughs> uh, ending that people were expecting. So, yeah. yeah, that one was really fun. I guess horror Where was that one at? Was that South By? No, this was just literally a theatrical screening. Oh, okay. Very, nice. Just a very packed house full of people who had no idea 
what they were in for and we all had a collective good time. Um, but one that is a fest screening, uh, most recently South by, uh, Southwest, the screening for X people were very, very into it. I also think that, I mean, this was the first South by back in person since the pandemic. So I think people were like really craving that experience. So it was like, here's a loud, boisterous reaction to everything, People were very upset at a specific character death, but everybody was having a good time. Um, and then, you know, we just, we needed that. We needed that in our lives. So it was just like tenfold. Awesome. Cool. Speaking of needing things in your life, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hi. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that will make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Guys, it's been a crazy week or a crazy couple of days. And I needed zombie love, okay? We all need some zombie love sometime. <laughs> so I checked out Della Morte, Della Morte, a.k.a. Cemetery Man from 1994 on DVD. So a cemetery man must kill, or Blu-ray, I, I don't know. So a cemetery man must kill the dead a second time when they become <laughs> zombies. So there's a man named Francesco Della Morte. He's the cemetery man. He's the grave digger. He's the guardian of this mythical cemetery where the dead, they just don't stay dead. Seven days after they're buried, their fresh bodies claw their way out of their coven and they're looking to eat flesh. So it's Francesco's job to basically stop this from happening before they get out of the cemetery and just chopping on flesh and killing everybody. But then things take a turn when he falls in love with this beautiful widow that he, that he sees who's visiting her husband's crypt. And somehow he accidentally kills her. And then he, he learns right away uh, that, you know, love can be hard when you're alive and your partner is dead. And so that's pretty much it. You know, that's, it's a good time. It's a great movie. I love the soundtrack. It always puts me in a great mood. And if you like zombies, but you need a little love and you need a little laugh, this is the perfect movie for you. Oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that I really like that it's directed by the silver masked creep from Demons. Yes, he's great. So, yeah, check that out. Um, then the second thing I watched, this one was a first-time watch uh, for me, but it's been on my list for a while. It is Nightmare Weekend from 1986 on Plex TV. A female scientist perform experiments on three college girls that turn them, that turn them into drooling, murderous mutants. So this movie basically attacks all of your senses and, and every possibility. There's head explosions. There's a flying, mind-controlling killer ball for some reason. There's a computerized talking hand puppet who just so happens to have, like, telekinetic powers, and his name is George. He's kind of cute. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but there's basically just this guy. He's a scientist, and he just finished his greatest crea uh, creation, and... It's a supercomputer that has the ability to change people's personalities, and he's super excited to share it with the science community. Um, but then a colleague, she has other plans, okay? And instead, everything just turns, she, her plans are basically to turn people into bloodthirsty mutants. Again, there's a lot going on. Um, 
I highly recommend just checking it out. If you just want something that's silly, please keep that in mind. It is a film that's distributed by uh, Troma, so you can expect some silliness. Awesome. Um, I watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is in theaters now. Uh, plot is going to be a little vague because there's a lot of surprises, but basically Doctor Strange, it's his first sequel. Um, he's teaming up with allies old and new, traversing the mind-bending, dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a new mysterious adversary. Uh, I don't know that... I mean, it's not really... I mean, it's a superhero movie. It's an MCU movie at the end of the day, but it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's his first movie that he's directed in a while. And he really brings his kind of Evil Dead sensibilities to it. There is a lot of, like, horror crossover. There's nightmare sequences, kind of slasher sequences, mm -hmm. uh, demons. There's definitely, like, a deadite, like, zombie. Um, there's all sorts of horror stuff uh that it is very like horror infused mcu and it's pg-13 i think he tests that a little bit in places mm -hmm. and if you do have a young one um maybe don't take them to see it or proceed with caution i do remember Ooh. walking out of this with a 12 year old girl saying oh my gosh that was too gory and scary for me so Ooh. you know, oh, I was really hoping that the new Spider-Man movie is going to be on the flight that I'm about to take, so I could catch up on that side because I don't know what's going on with all that. Yeah. So I need I need to watch that and then finish watching Wandavision because I really want to see this. Yeah, it's for me. I think that the MCU stuff is less successful, but the Raimi stuff is very successful. Um, obviously, Ooh. mileage varies depending on how entrenched you are in this superhero universe but i thought it was pretty fun overall especially because of the horror stuff um and then this comes out on friday the 13th uh on vod and select theaters but i'm going to talk about it because i watched it and i loved it this might make my top of the year like somewhere in there um, but it's the innocence it is uh, about four children who become friends during the summer holiday out of sight of adults they discover they have hidden powers while exploring their newfound abilities in the nearby forest and playground their innocent play takes a dark turn and strange things begin to happen it is directed and written by Eskel Voigt he co-wrote Thelma I don't know if you've seen Thelma it's currently on Netflix but I also really like that one that one's kind of like super powered uh, horror-ish as well but anyways the innocence it's like it's interesting because these kids aren't necessarily played as creepy kids um it's more like there is a period in childhood where they're still developing morals you know kids don't really they have to learn right and wrong and so what happens when you throw superpowers into the mix and you have domestic life influencing that on top of that it's just this really really well done movie that treats these kids like full-fledged individuals versus precocious little monsters um although they definitely do some monstrous things and it is really chilling uh there is a pretty awful animal scene that um if you're very bothered by that type of thing there's your warning but overall um this was very impressive you have been warned and i actually did all my homework Yay. and i started out by watching 2021's gaia on hulu 
An injured forest ranger on a routine mission is saved by two off-the-grid survivalists. What's initially a welcome rescue grows more suspicious as the son and his renegade father reveal a cultish devotion to the forest. All right, Zena, why this one? I don't know. I just thought that you might like it. I had a good time with it. Like, no, seriously, I don't have like a special reason or anything. I just had a good time with it. And I thought maybe you might too. Uh, I did. And it... There's a particular body horror sequence. Not sequence. It's a, it's a reoccurring theme mm-hmm. of something growing out of someone and being picked out of someone that is literally a nightmare of mine. <laughs> like the concept of pulling that out of your skin and it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny because it is, and it's a very heavy body horror movie. Well, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'd call it a heavy body. It is a body horror movie. I say that, yeah. Not, but not as not in the way I would think of body horror. There's definitely some heavy body horror elements to it, mm-hmm. but hmm, I don't know a good way. It's body horror. There is body horror. And the body horror is significant to the plot itself. It's not just right a plot device within the story to be like, ooh, look at this mm-hmm. disturbing thing. Like, oh, anyone who's ever watched uh, the Hannibal TV series, I think it's like episode three or four that involves mushrooms, mm-hmm. will will know some very disturbing imagery that 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 overlaps a little bit. Um, it it was a great movie. It's beautifully shot. It's well mm-hmm. acted. It's very atmospheric. The body horror is very effective for me. Um, and it, it, I think it had a good balance of handholding. There was some explanation, but not, mm-hmm. not so much that it felt like disingenuine. Like the right. guy's explaining like, yeah, this is why we live out here. This is what happened. <laughs> and I'm not really going to explain my motivations to you beyond what you would expect for someone right. living out there. I, um, I just yeah, thought it's... it was... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go on. No, I was just going to say, I thought that it had like a really interesting um, storyline. Just because, honestly, first, I've never really heard anything about it. I remember seeing the poster around, but I don't really remember anyone talking about it like that. And so I know that the label um, or this distributing company, Decal, they're the ones that distribute it and they're connected to a bigger company, which I'm sorry, I can't remember at the at the moment. But I just thought it was really cool the way they started off where you just have like these two colleagues. They just so happen to be in South Africa search. And it's just like you they kind of just throw you in, but you already know that something bad is coming. So I, I was always just on the edge of my seat, like from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I think it was distributed by RLG Films. Yeah. Because I then think there's... I remember doing an ad read for them way back when. Yeah. And then there's another company, too. I don't remember the name. It'll come to me when yeah. I'm going to bed. I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good one. And it's on Hulu. Uh, I totally recommend it. Cool. And then I had to watch... N- had to for multiple reasons. Not only for Megan saying that I had to watch it, but also Megan's description from last week. I think I would have watched it regardless. Plus, I was excited because it's a Panic Fest stream or streaming on Panic Fest, and that's 2022's The Outwaters. Four travelers encounter menacing phenomena while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave Desert. 
All right, Megan. I mean, for those of you who didn't listen last week, I guess, why this one? Uh, I mean, the the found footage component is the obvious layup go-to, but I have not seen a found footage movie like this in my life. No, I agree. And I posted about this on Instagram, and the filmmaker messaged me on Instagram just saying, like, thanks for the shout-out and the kind words. And I was like, yeah, no, it's amazing. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of getting, like, one-star reviews on Letterboxd. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, you should not be getting one-star reviews. Like, I I, I kind of said, I get it. I get it. That there are going to be plenty of people who watch this. It's based, uh, so for those of you who don't remember, from last week, it's based on three memory cards, which basically serve as Act 1, 2, and 3. Kind of. Although the first two memory cards are... Yeah, I suppose it could be one, two, and three based on, like, locations, like, where they're at and what's going on. And the first two memory cards, not nothing really happens. Like, not a lot. In the second memory card, stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Um, but it is not the traditional found footage movie. And as, as the filmmaker kind of put it, like, as we were messaging, he was like, yeah, like, it, there is no conflict. Like, I, and what people are very used to in horror movies and found footage in general is that there's conflict. There's conflict driving them before something bad happens. Like, these are four people who like each other. There's no problems. They're out there to shoot a music video in the desert, and they're doing fine. And then <sighs> stuff happens, and I was so captivated for the third memory card like I, and I had questions that I wanted to ask the filmmaker that I intentionally didn't because I don't want to know the truth and I want to just believe what I believe about what was going on because you don't know it is so off the wall the way I described it or the way I think of it is this is the found footage movie or this is the movie that found footage or that start other found footage movies like someone finds this footage and is like, oh, we need to go out and figure out what happens. And like that kicks it off because there's no handholding. There's no, it's just, it's film. And then insanity, like is all I can describe it. If unfortunately by the time this post, Fantastic Fest will be over. So you probably won't be able Panic to stream Fest. this. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it gets picked up from distribution from someone because this I think is a really important found footage movie because it is also showing a found footage movie that stands outside the typical tropes like we're very used to in found footage and like I said the third act is just Coachella meets Baskin to me which is like a terrible I was totally th- yeah there was actually a part where I was totally thinking Baskin there yeah was another which is a reductive way to describe it. So, yeah, it's not. It's not Baskin, but it's. But there, there's it, kind of that kind totality. of type of horror. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's definitely one scene in particular. Um, I won't give it away, but the, yes, there are. There were specific scenes where I was like, I was trying to find. I was trying to find something to liken it to in my own head, mm-hmm. like for context. And Baskin was one of those things that kind of popped into my head because of the visual uh, uh, 
brutality and confusion and intensity so yeah i i think this is a great movie i totally understand it is not going to be for everybody yeah the the Um, lack of hand holding is going to be divisive you did mention baskin so yeah oh yeah i feel like baskin check it out for sure i think people should check it out regardless but yeah the lack of hand holding again this is my kind of thing where i like that kind of level um you have to get through the first like 45 minutes or so of the movie like at which you know there's there's some things that happen kind of later in the second card but it's just people it's people doing a thing it's people going to a place like if the three of us just went to a place i mean i i can only imagine (laughs) there'd be a little bit crazier than what happens to these four people if the three of us went on a road trip to the mojave desert but it was would you go to the desert you you went to Arizona, but Zena, are you a desert gal? No, nope. Sorry, me, me cannot do it. Think, oh, I've camped in the desert. Yeah. I think we need a found footage of us in like a hotel with AC. Yeah, <laughs> or just us watching movies in a yeah. hotel. Yeah, well, I mean, Zena can press the elevators, the the buttons in the elevators. That's probably more our type of found footage. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, but yes, but the Outwaters, it's, it's, it, I don't know that this would particularly change the phone footage genre, but it is showing us another possibility within the phone footage genre um, mm. that I haven't seen before. Maybe they exist. If people have seen this and like, oh yeah, it's totally like such and such. Cool. Let me know. I want to see more. I, I like to see more of this and less of, and so-and-so is coming and we all hate him and he doesn't want to come but we're going to bring him anyway. Like, why are you doing that? Why? That doesn't make sense <laughs> in any realm of possibilities. So, um, okay, before we move on, what are we watching? How do we watch it? Uh, I checked out De La Morte, De La Morte, a.k.a. Cemetery Man on Blu-ray and Nightmare Weekend on Plex TV. I watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in theaters and The Innocence, which is out on VO Day on May 13th. <laughs> And I watched Gaia, that's G-A-I-A, on Hulu, and The Outwaters on Panic Fest Streaming. Again, that won't be available by the time you hear this. Hopefully you already watched it, or it gets picked up for distribution soon. Okay, do you two have homework for me for next week? I don't know how much I'll be able to since I'll be in my own haunted excursions, but I will do my best if you have ideas. Otherwise, I can do it myself. That's up to you. I could... Yeah. How do okay, you assign, feel? assign me. If I don't get to them for some reason, we'll do a rollover into the, the next week. Okay. Well, let's see go. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. What, what do I want to do? I don't know. Okay. Have you seen uh, Spontaneous yet? N- no. I don't even... <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe okay. I have. I don't think... <laughs> I just assume when you say one, I'm like, no, probably not. Okay. I mean, there's been times when you was like, oh, I seen that and I wanted to fight you. You don't remember? Every okay. couple of times. Yeah. Like one out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Spontaneous um, on Amazon Prime. Have fun. All right. Have fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no. I really right. like this one. But I just think that it's funny for reasons. Oh, goody. All right, Megan. Have, What's yours? Have you seen The Perfection? <gasps> is that the one with Elijah Wood? No. This is on mm-hmm. Netflix, and it's got the girl from Get Out. 
the girlfriend? I don't think I have. No, if it's on Netflix, I probably haven't. I barely watch any movies on Netflix anymore. Okie dokie. You Perfect. have fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. All right. So I have The Perfection on Netflix and Spontaneous on Amazon. All right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Patrick Lussier, the editor of Scream 1 through 3, New Nightmare, Halloween H2O. Do you say H2O or H20? H2O. Say H2O. Yeah, so do I. Same. I know it sounds weird because it's like, I'm going to go on a rant here. Halloween water. But it's like, yeah, it's water, but H20 just sounds terrible. Yeah. I can't do it. Um. So yeah, that's that's my complete tangent there. But uh, he also directed My Bloody Valentine 3D, Drive Angry, and the more recent trick. Well, uh, his next movie has been announced, and it is called Play Dead. Uh, Bailey Madison, the star of Strangers Pray at Night, will star in the upcoming horror movie, with Vol- which Voltage Pictures is launching at Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Play Dead centers on a criminology student... Chloe, played by Madison, who fakes her own death to break into a local morgue to steal a piece of evidence that ties her younger brother to a crime. Once inside, she discovers the coroner is using the business as a front to sell body parts. When the coroner discovers Chloe is not uh, is not dead, a game of cat and mouse ensues. So, that sounds like fun. Uh, Jerry O'Connell is also going to star... Uh, Pas- Patrick Lussier directed a script uh, written by Adam Mason and Simon Boyes, um, and it is currently in post-production, so they've already shot this. Uh, and this was, excuse me, yes. also produced by Johannes Roberts, uh, who did Strangers Pray at Night and 47 Meters Down. Um, from executive producer Emma Roberts comes a young adult vampire series for Netflix that's titled First Kill. It's going to debut on the streaming service on June 10th. They also debuted First Look Images, which is available on Bloody Disgusting if you are curious and wanted to check them out. Um, in this series, Vampire Juliet meets Vampire Hunter Calliope and Sparks Fly. So it's a young adult Romeo and Juliet, but with vampires and vampire hunters is what it sounds like. Aww. Uh, when it's time for mm-hmm. teenage vampire Juliet to make her first kill so she can take her place among a powerful vampire family, she sets her sights on a new girl in town named Calliope. But much to her surprise, Calliope is a vampire hunter from a family of celebrated slayers. Both find that the other won't be so easy to kill. And unfortunately, way too easy to fall for. That sounds cute. Um, (laughs) And then at the polar opposite end of the horror spectrum, we go from cute YA horror on Netflix to the Crimes of the Future full official trailer that debuted uh, ahead of the film's theatrical release that's coming very soon. Uh, David Cronenberg returns to his body horror roots with the new movie, and it should be in theaters at least limited New York and L.A. on June 3rd, and then it's going to go wide on June 10th. Uh, that trailer, it you know, they've dropped a trailer before. This one gives a bigger picture without really giving anything away. Uh, it looks nuts. It's very, like, existence kind of body horror that's uh, only described as pure david cronenberg 
Um, if you do not remember, because we have talked about this movie before, the plot is basically as the human species adapts to a synthetic environment, the body undergoes new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, a celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Timlin, an investigator from the National Organ Registry, obsessively tracks their movements, which is when a mysterious group is revealed. Their mission to use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. It's got a stacked cast. The body horror looks insane. Uh, like an hour after it debuted online, my brother texted me to be like, this looks great, but what is wrong with David Cronenberg in his life? What happened to him? Um, I don't know. That might be a fair question, but Zena is nodding her head. So clearly she is as into this as I am. What, what are your thoughts? I'm really excited about it. I'm not going to lie. At first, I wasn't going to watch the trailer because I wanted to, you know, be like, yeah, surprise. But I'm glad that I did. Because like you said, compared to the last one on like the teaser, they give you a lot yeah. more without giving too much. It looks amazing. Like I'm so looking forward to it. Have you seen that poster? Like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's like meat puppet. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, listeners, your turn. You want more cute YA horror involving creatures in the night driven to consume human blood and flesh? Ready for all the Cronenberg? Let's hear about it. You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So on Thursday, uh, the 12th, The Sadness will be available on Shudder as Taiwan succumbs to a viral pandemic that transformed peaceful citizens into sadistic, bloodthirsty maniacs. A young couple must battle to be be reunited before they become infected. Then on the 13th, we have Firestarter. We talked about this movie in the past, so obviously this is a remake. This one will be available on Peacock and also in theaters. Just real quick, you guys plan on checking this one out? Uh, not in theaters. I might watch it on Peacock. It's been a long time since I saw the original. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Sauce. I mean, like, <laughs> if, if it's a brand new horror movie, the odds are I'm going to be like, yes. Yeah. Same. I'm excited. We'll, we'll see how it, uh, how it is. Um, then we have The Innocence. It'll be available on VO Day. As you know already, Megan, Megan raved about this one. So you want to check it out. Um, Then we also have available on VOD, um, Homebound. A young woman and her new husband travel to the countryside to meet his family. Only once they arrive, they find his ex-wife missing and the children behaving in strange ways. I mean, they should just leave, but whatever. (laughs) Then on uh, Friday the 13th. Still, we have another one called Vampire. This one will be available on VOD. A man from London comes to a small remote village in Siberia to look after the cemetery. He starts to have nightmarish visions and suspect the friendly visitors have more of a sinister intention with him. I watched the trailer for this one, and it seems really interesting. So I recommend checking that out. I was just going to say, I only just now connected because of Xena that it's going to be a Friday the 13th don't yeah. know why. We need to celebrate yeah i think i saw it in relation to firestarter on instagram or something the filmmakers have posted on it that it's like launching friday the 13th it's like oh yeah <laughs> and okay <laughs> but honestly if it's not a friday the 13th movie launching on friday the 13th i'm like all right fine yeah 
So then on Monday, we and Monday the 16th, we have the first season of Netflix original anime, Vampire in the Garden. Um, this animation, it is uh, by the same company behind uh, Attack on Titan. So I thought that that seemed pretty interesting because this one does not seem uh, up their alley. In the divided world of the future, two girls um, want, to, want to do the forbidden. Uh, the humans want to play violin and the vampires want to see a wider world. So, you know, vampires versus humans. So just in case if you're interested. Um, then also on Arrow, we have coming out Girls Night Out. Uh, this movie's from 1982. It's a slasher. It's very silly. It's basically about uh, this killer that is wearing a bear mascot outfit, the school's mascot outfit. <laughs> and they're killing people. So it's it's fun. <laughs> it's a good time. And then on Tuesday the 17th, we have Wormwood. It will be available on DVD. So if you love zombies, soldiers being attacked, uh, this one may be the one for you. And then just in case if you missed it, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is in theaters. And also The Twin is available on Shudder. Oh my gosh. Also, Bloody Disgusting TV. Don't forget about that, guys. Oh, and yeah. also Screenbox. Never. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Meg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BDisgustingPod. Drop us an email at BDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, like ones we're about to record right now, Check us out on patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bye. <laughs>